0: Hey, this is Mike Goldberg, the voice of Bellator MMA. Join us right now for MMA Fancast. Luke welcome to MMA FanCast. I, today, Luke, am joined by Chase Boyd, who is one half of the first ever 247 Amateur Championship fight. He will be fighting Cody Reese uh, later this week at 247 Fighting Championships November 16th at PrinceScape Arena for the 170-pound welterweight belt. Chase, welcome to the program. Hi, how you doing, man? Hey, it's so great having you on. This is obviously fight week. So first off, before we get into the fun of the fight that's coming up, how are you feeling fight week? We are just a couple days away from weigh-in. How's that going? You got to hit 170. How are you feeling fight week?
1: feel amazing, man. Uh, This camp, I kept my weight under good. Uh, I cut more fat than I did water, so I feel really hydrated. Um, I'm feeling really strong, too. A lot of people I've been rolling with have been saying that I feel that I'm, like, really heavy still, so I feel real confident about that, uh, and I have a lot of energy, so.
0: Well, that's wonderful, and you're talking about rolling, and so jump into where do you train, and how long have you been training there um, as far as your, your uh, experience goes?
1: Uh, I trained Armazani Jiu-Jitsu in Manaka, PA, under uh, Professor Lou Armazani. He's a first-degree black, uh, black belt under uh, Tony Passos, uh, I've been training here for a year now. I am a uh, second-degree blue belt under him. Um, yeah. Pretty much it. Yeah, I've been doing Muay Thai now with Anthony Darnell, too. We have Muay Thai here. Uh, Anthony Darnell, uh, he's a, a black Pujol in Muay Thai under uh, Arjun Chai. Uh, I've been training with him for a year now, so I love it every day.
0: That's incredible, and you are 4-0, which is wonderful. You actually are 4-0 with a no contest, so you technically at least trained or got ready to fight for five fights, probably more. When did you start training? Is it all within a year, or did you do training elsewhere before you got to your current gym? Because obviously you've been doing a lot of good things with that.
1: I started training when I was 16. Uh, The immediate goal wasn't fighting, but... Mm -hmm. um, so I, I gym hopped for a little bit. Uh, I trained with Rodrigo John He's a black belt, I believe, still under Marcelo Garcia. Uh, I didn't have money, so I had to move to uh, Fusion Fighting Arts. It was uh, okay. down the road from my house, and uh, it was. It, he helped me out a lot there. Uh, he's a black belt in Shotokan, Taekwondo. Uh, he knows a little bit of Jiu-Jitsu, too. He's very skilled, very technical. Mark DeZiki is his name. Uh, I got a job at the Backdoor Tavern, which is across the street, and started training there where uh, I took all of my uh, first jiu-jitsu tournaments. I won first place in all. Then uh,
0: we took my first two
1: MMA fights out of there. So uh, I took my first two MMA fights out of Fusion Fighting Arts and then had to take a year layoff uh, just due to injuries and stuff like that. Then uh, I moved my gym to Armazani Jiu-Jitsu here in Manaka. I've been here ever since. I fought uh, KO Butler out of here uh, and both Claybon fights out of here. So I love my camp here every time i uh come to a fight with them i feel more confident and uh healthier every time
0: well that's wonderful and it, it does go to show particularly early uh in amateur mma that a lot of things have to line up as far as where you're working where you're living the cost of where you're training what can you do and so shout out to your first gym because obviously you got two wins under them but even more exciting where you are now because a lot of times the fighter has to gel with the program and it sounds like you're doing both jiu-jitsu ground game and the stand-up Muay Thai so that's that's absolutely wonderful uh talk about how it is so far you're you're undefeated um and what's it like D- did you expect that or are you kind of surprised to be undefeated or is that kind of the mindset you've always had and how much do you put on that going into this title fight
1: uh it's really humbling man like all the guys that I've fought are uh, really good grapplers really good strikers mm-hmm. so it's uh I, I never, I never knew like I was gonna get this far in the sport. I uh, just sure. wanted to originally fight just to, you know, just practice my skill. And then uh, I kind of graduated high school, and I was like, man, I don't really like doing anything else. And I'm decent at this, so I want to do this. So I started doing this, and I started fighting. Um, yeah, but I love it, and I, I'm just humbling, man. I uh, feel really confident. So,
0: well, that's a great attitude to have, and also I, I do think that some of the best fighters are like you in the sense that you're, you're not really going to know if it's for you until you take some fights, see how it goes, get a training camp around you. Because the guys that show up to a gym that's never trained any type of martial arts before and thinks they're going to go pro rarely do, right? Because that's not the mindset. You have to have a learner's mindset, which you clearly do. You also mentioned graduating from high school. You're only 19 years old. So this is kind of the perfect timing. I, I, I just it, turned 21 today. <laughs> oh, you just turned 21? Yeah, today. All right, well, topology is wrong. Blame topology. No, I, I'm just topology. kidding. I love topology. I get a lot of my information. <laughs> but you're still young, you're still young, yeah. um, and obviously, 21, you've been training since you were 16. Now, you mentioned that originally MMA was not your focus. What was your original focus back when you were 16 and just started training?
1: Uh, I wanted to be a part of MarsOC, which is like a marine like the uh, I't I, I wouldn't know right now, I keep forgetting. Uh, I wanted to be a marine or a ranger, uh something of that line, something military, something I'd go overseas and fight, but um mm. I just really wasn't cut out for any of that. Um I, I have a couple issues, so um I really couldn't do that and uh so I start I got out of high school, didn't want to go to college cuz I just didn't like school at all. So uh I dropped out of trade school and then uh just started training to fight got a job at fedex quit there got a job at an auto body place where i was a mechanic i quit there uh really this is all i do i work at my gym uh full time i clean teach uh adult kid and uh our four to six year old class uh my coach is great he helps me out with whatever i need so uh it's awesome i live martial arts so it's great
0: So, you know, the process of being a coach is really educational as a fighter. What do you think you're learning as far as coaching? And, obviously, you're coaching younger kids. What's it like to learn from you being a coach?
1: Uh, It's really cool because, like, uh, when I'm showing stuff, I can kind of see where I used to be at skill-wise. Like, I could see Mm -hmm. myself in the kids. And uh, the only thing I really get out of it, man, is just real scared because these kids, man, they're they're killers. And uh, they're going to be (laughs) – replacing me in the future and I know and it's scary man it's coming I've had a couple of them knock my mouth guard out before so but uh I love it they make they always they always uh encourage they always encourage me like today was my birthday my students actually got me uh I don't know if I'm allowed to say it but Eaton Park cookies and um sure they gave me some pictures and stuff like that it was sweet I loved it um but they're all really hard workers so I get that from them they motivate me to be better as a person so
0: well, and obviously today's your birthday, so happy birthday to you, Thank and it you. definitely is the life of a fighter to work, train, and then do a, a podcast interview all on your birthday because that's kind of the, the life of a fighter, you know, that you have to be yeah, fully be committed.
1: Got to be Absolutely,
0: absolutely. That's a great way to do it. Um, what is your favorite skill to teach a new kid who's just learned it?
1: Striking. <laughs> Okay. I love punching. Uh, it doesn't seem like it, if you've watched film on me, but, uh, striking the most, uh, super important, uh, one-on-one for like in a street fight, I believe jujitsu is the most dominant, uh, Mm -hmm. but standing up if you're getting jumped per se and all that, and like in a bad, uh, bad situation, uh, boxing is really, really good and key to have that, that fluidity, that movement, that beautiful footwork, uh, to really switch angles and be able to sure. attack attackers. So I really love boxing to teach kids boxing. It's sweet. I used to have a uh, park program where I taught kids uh, that were less fortunate uh, boxing. And then I got a job here. So I teach kids here all the time. It's sweet.
0: Absolutely. Well, and it's, it's also important that as a trainer and a fighter, you're training and practicing more than what happens in uh, the ring. Cause as you pointed out, or in the cage, as you pointed out, that might not be what's happened so far in the fights, but that doesn't mean you can't do it. I think one of the things that people that are just a casual fan is they watch an MMA fight. And they think, oh, that's all that person has, whether it be grappling or jiu or stand-up. But, they, but a, a true martial artist, you use the word professional, a, a person who's conducting themselves to be well-rounded um, doesn't show and doesn't need all of their weapons or sometimes the fight dictates uh the classic example would be if two really good strikers fight each other in mma sometimes it ends up to be a clinching or or grappling fest and if two really incredible uh grapplers face each other like we just had recently with damian maya right um he made it a boxing fight he made it a kickboxing fight because he knew that that was going to tire out his opponent and he didn't want to grapple right away. He ended up winning by rear naked choke. So it was end goal was grappling and submission, but he started with, he started with striking. I think that sometimes surprises, um, the fans. So great job on, on liking and training something, even if it's not showing up in your fight. Now, I don't always ask about nicknames, but you have a unique nickname. I found it online and the nickname is the Croatian crowbar. How did you get that nickname and what does it mean to
1: you? Uh, yeah, my, uh, dad gave it to me okay Uh, we're croatian so uh my grand my grandmother (laughs) uh supposedly her family were gypsies and um she's uh from croatia if you look into the history of how the gypsies began and stuff she's she's more croatian you know what i mean but like uh i'm pretty sure from what like i've read is uh northwestern india they had a uh basically a uh, group of warriors go fight. I forget who they're going to fight, but they ended up becoming like, uh, they ended up settling in like the regions of, uh, I don't, I don't I forget, uh, like Serbia and Croatia areas are like that. And, uh, so that's what really became the gypsies and stuff like that. And, uh, so my grandmother was a gypsy and a Croatian, they're super hard workers and they came over here and my dad always wanted me to be super proud of our heritage and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, my grandmother came over, uh, in, uh, her mother's belly. So she was basically, she was a first generation immigrant. So right. they're always very hardworking. They worked on the farms and stuff. So my dad's always very proud of his, uh, of his, uh, heritage and stuff like that. So am I. And, uh, the one day we were sitting there and he said, you need a nickname. And I was like, I think I do too. And he just, you know, he was drinking at the bar and, you know, I, I wasn't drinking, obviously not 21 yet. He doesn't really condone that stuff. So, uh he was like how about we do the croatian crowbar and i was like yeah i love that so we started it and uh, i've tried changing it since but people just love the croatian crowbar it stuck so uh i'm happy it did too because i like it too now
0: yeah absolutely and that that's a lot of the background of nicknames that stick is it tells you something it's personal to you obviously your family heritage your dad likes it and crowbar is not i mean it's a great image but crowbar is not used a ton in nicknames as much as yeah. maybe the hammer or sledgehammer or something like that. So, um, so it certainly kind of stands out. And I'm going to obviously throw some compliments not only to you and your heritage, but the greatest and current heavyweight champion of the UFC world, Steven Mayo and being a very proud Croatian. So uh, one day, maybe you'll join the ranks of being a Croatian champion, which could actually happen this Saturday, getting back to this Saturday before I launch into yes. my love for Stepe. Um, uh, What's it like fighting for a belt? I ask this to everybody that's going into the belt. Some people really think it makes a difference. Some people don't. What's it like at least having the opportunity for 247? It's going to be maybe about 35, 40 minutes away from your home. What's that like having that home crowd feel fighting for 247 and fighting about like, what are your emotions going into this?
1: I'm super pumped, man. Uh, So the last fight I fought, you know, I'm a younger guy. We talked about that. Uh, You had to be 21 to get in in because it was in the casino. So this fight, I'm bringing an army with me. Uh, to come see, uh, you know, me fight, you know, I sold a, a whole lot of tickets, uh, table seats, like front row, everything, man. So they're going to be there loud and proud. Uh, it's a huge honor to fight for uh two, four, seven, man, what they're doing. People don't really mm-hmm. realize, but they're giving us regional fighters in Pittsburgh, uh, in close to come, come down and fight Pittsburgh. Back in the day, we had pinnacle, uh, gladiators, uh, um, right, other another show. I think there was another show. But really, we didn't have anything. And then for a while there, we we're just doing Pinnacle once a year, I think. And um, like we'd have a, like some local shows, like King of the Cage would come through every once in a while and stuff like that. But there's really only that one show a year. Now we have these cards where I, I believe, uh, I think they've done four, three or four events this year. I think this is the third event. I don't want to be wrong. This, this but- is going to be your
0: this is going to be your third event. So April 6th was the first event. July 27th was the second event. Both of those events were headlined as a title fight for Kama the Test Star worthy. He won the first yeah. ever pro title fight. Uh, that was ever offered by 247 April 6th defended it July 27th and then obviously went to the UFC shortly thereafter and really put 247 not only being a regional promotion as far as what you're getting to which we'll get to in a second but also shows that um, it's also able to get pros to the next level or get pros to UFC. And then obviously this one is November 16th. So they're going to be right around three, possibly four because they won't have their first year anniversary. And they definitely have another fight scheduled before April. So they'll have four in their first year, maybe five. Um, And get back to the fact that in getting back to the fact that regional MMA is so crucial, it does not make sense. As much as Pittsburgh loves fighting, uh, you know, the Steelers and just the hardworking people, the the mindset of Pittsburgh. It makes perfect sense to have an MA organization in Pittsburgh and have local fighters that now don't have to travel. In fact, speaking okay. about fighters and where they are, they're bringing in 247, which I think is great. You rarely see this at the amateur level. 247 is bringing in your opponent, Cody Reese, who is ranked number one in 170 amateurs in North Carolina. He's 5-0. And, oh. and And to bring somebody in like that, um really elevates your game and elevates uh the the image of 247 putting on what is probably the best amateur fight there is um, in regional MMA. You don't really get a ton of high quality am- amateur MMA. It's typically a really good person, maybe up against somebody who's not quite as good and the records are lopsided and all of that. Um, and so it's really a, really a big thing. And you are part of history um, because getting back to the belt and talking about what it means to be able to fight for a belt, this is the first amateur belt 247 has um, has ever offered and so the fight goes your way you win Saturday You're not only winning in front of all those people you sold tickets to but you're you're actually Always going to be in the record books for 247 as the first title fight for amateur and first title battler. So talk about that a little bit the opportunity for the for the belt
1: I'll, I'll also be the youngest champion if we're going to go, there to we go. So comma scoot over I'm coming. There I'm it glad. is. There it is. Well, I like that attitude. That's a great <laughs> attitude. And, you know, being in the business fight business. I'll fight yeah. 7 he'll, he'll have the 55 belt in the UFC, and I'll have the 70. So, we'll have brother belts in that. Uh, You know, we're both. There it sports. is. So, he's a huge star. Well, maybe you'll gain a win. lot of weight
0: and fight and fight Stipe someday. I'm just kidding. Don't do that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Croatian That's versus Croatian.
0: That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying.
1: They always talk about having a Mexican fight a Mexican, but you've never seen a Croatian fight a Croatian. Oh, no, I know. So, I know. It would be,
0: each other. be beautiful. It would be, yeah, it would be legendary. Um, yeah. Are you looking forward? Like, would you hang the belt up at home or would you hang the belt up in your, in your gym to give love back to your gym? Do you even care? Or would it literally go under a bed somewhere? Like, do you think love- that way or is that a Saturday night question?
1: So that's a Saturday night question, but I got to take it on tour first. You know what I mean? You got to show it yeah, up. Of course. Later, dude. Um, of course, Cody Reese is uh, a huge name in the South, man. And I give him all the respect. He's ranked. You said he was ranked in uh, 170 at one, but what you missed is he's ranked one in lightweight. He's ranked one at, uh, 185. He's a champion at 185. I he went met. down to Florida and took out one of the biggest names, uh, Lucas Cortez, uh, by decision, but that kid's tough as nails, man. If you look at him, he looks like a GI Joe, um, but he's super tough. And just to have uh, a win, you know, like a win under my belt, uh, you know, like that, that would be huge. Uh, that'd be like parading around town, like, as a king. So, you know, I think Cody is super tough. He comes he, – he's – from watching his fight, he super fights, uh, he's super uh, – fights. he's super well-rounded, super tough, mm. he's not going to give up. He presses the pace. Uh, he's a super good gas tank. Um, but, yeah, that belt, if I – when i take that belt it's going on a tour first and i'm going to set it in my gym um that's wonderful it's It's also great
0: to hear the respect that you're giving to cody because i think the more you respect your opponent the more you train for them you know you know he's well rounded you know um that i didn't i didn't realize i looked at 170 i didn't realize that he was ranked uh, in so many different weight classes, and obviously he's taken his, his show on the road before from North Carolina to Florida and now coming up. So, yeah. respect yeah. to him for coming into enemy territory. Um, yeah. what, do you, what do you think it's like to fight somebody who you know is going to push you? Is that, is that a great thing for you? Is that something that your coaches are all about as far as bringing out the best in uh, Chase Boyd because you're fighting just a, just another notch up as far as competition?
1: Uh, That gets me up in the morning, man. If I'm fighting a jump, I'm I'm eating ice cream. I'm not coming to the gym. (laughs) You know, uh, which I've never had the opportunity to do. So my coaches always look for the toughest fight. Uh, We were offered a fight um, for another fighter that's kind of local. Um, But I've not fought him before. I've competed against him before. And we just felt I would take that fight a little bit you know, I we knew the outcome of the fight. Not easily, it was going to be a fight, but we knew, like, we wanted a better look. And Cody certainly is that. He's he's a competitor, man. He's done. He's a he's a he did that combat jiu-jitsu. You know, he has a pro combat jujitsu sure. his belt. Um, five fights. If you look at his record, man. Most of the guys that he scheduled a fight. There was one guy on there who's in the UFC right now. I believe he got a, a contract on Dana Dana White's Contender Series. Oh. This guy, this kid's taking hard fights, man. And he said in his article, and I love this about him, man, because this gets me going, um, he wants to fight the best people. And I felt I took that as a compliment to myself. Sure. And, uh, so, um, but, you know, that that made me hype because I just feel we're going to get in there and we're going to make beautiful music for the people of Pittsburgh.
0: What a great attitude to have, you know, confident, but also humble and focused on the fact that yeah. every every fight gives you an opportunity to better yourself. And I do think, I think we've seen that at the highest level where when a fighter comes in against somebody that has maybe a bad record in the UFC or not as well ranked, it's, it's pretty obvious that they don't train as well. And then you see the the upsets and almost every time a big upset happens, it's because the the person knew that they had a chance that nobody else thought they did. And, and that's a big thing here is that you're putting yourself in a situation where you could have come into a fight thinking, this is mine, but that's not really a great mindset to have because you might underestimate, you might undertrain. Here you are coming in, all the respect to Cody, wanting to take, and and I think this is respectful to say, I'm sure he's trying to do the same thing to you, is you want to take the reputation. You beat, like you mentioned, you beat Cody, you take the reputation of somebody that's gone to Florida and won, and that is well-known in North Carolina, the best fighter amateur-wise to come out of North Carolina in years, and so that's kind of how you build on on your own and what we'd love to do here at mma fancast is we'd love to have you on after your fight now that's a saturday night sunday thing or monday Uh, but we'd love to have you on afterwards we do that a lot on this show we call it after action review and we kind of talk about how the fight went and whether it's round by round or or exchange by exchange and you know to kind of get your feedback so we'd love to have you back on uh what are your thank yous and your shout outs i don't know if you have sponsors you have people you want to thank coming in because here we are fight week so who's on your mind as far as gratitude goes for you
1: i gotta thank my family my mom my dad obviously my grandparents on both sides uh, all my friends and family um everybody in the gym that comes in here and struggles with me and you know eats with me you know uh, my coach lewis armazani um cat his wife and uh his daughters ava gracie and uh fiona for sharing him with me he's such a wonderful man um Shout out to uh, Grind uh, Podium Health Solutions and, uh, uh, man, what's the other one? I'm forgetting right now. I'm sorry. But, um, you know, a bunch of great pe- people surrounding me for this fight. Um, Anthony Darnell, too, my striking coach, uh, just really helped me to feel confident. Uh, Eric McSillamine and uh, Colby Potts, Devin, uh, <laughs> Devin Tiller, they helped me with my weight cut. So uh they told me to be smarter and stuff like that about what I'm eating so I had a good diet for the fight. I wasn't bad dieting. I used to have that game that game bread mindset, just eat what you want and just train hard. But um now I eat healthy and train hard so uh yeah, they, everybody's helped me this, you know, for this upcoming fight. It's a it's a it's a um, group effort. It's not that's a, it's a it's a one-on-one sport but yep. outside of it it's a team effort.
0: So it absolutely is a team. And, and it, from what I've heard in this interview, you're going to represent your team. Well, not only in your technique as far as fighting, but who you are as a person. And, and I think, you know, you'll show gratitude to all your coaches, the whole list of family you thanked and all your sparring partners and just everybody that support you, encourage you by oh, yeah, how uh, you carry yourself.
1: Yeah. Shout out to uh, Cody Reese and uh, his team too. Uh, you know, th- he's a hard worker, man. And he, uh, he, his nickname, I st- I think, is Beast. Cody the Reese Beast.
0: Beast. Yeah. Oh, because Beast, Beast, Reese. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, you yeah. know,
1: five and o, four finishes, man. And like I said, that Lucas Cortez kid was a stud. So, um, you know, I'm honored to fight him. Thank you for accepting the fight. Uh, Not trying to belittle you in any way. Um, sure. I'm just saying thank you for the fight, man. It was hard to get a fight. And, you know, he, like, for sure is a savage. And I'm really, really honored to share the cage with him win, lose, or draw, we'll have to have a beer after.
0: Uh, that's a great attitude to have. And you know what it comes down to, and I think this is something that listeners don't always see, is amateurs, when you are fighting well, like you are, 4-0, undefeated, people can just say no. I mean, one of, the, one of the things that's so hard in amateur is building yourself up to the point where you and your coaches and everybody are on point to to go pro and when you're still trying to develop yourself as an amateur or even as a pro um, it's so easy for people to just say no and that's tough that's one of the things that that at sort of a higher level people are on contract and can't say no but there's been a lot of fighters that have to be very um, opportunistic in the fights they take which is what you're doing you're getting great opportunity in front of hometown down crowd, but also, as you point out, it's a big deal when two undefeated amateurs are willing to put that record on the line against each other, because you could find other people like you were offered, and I'm sure you could find other people that don't have an undefeated record and already kind of are in the loss category. And so And, I always like to give a shout out to Ryan Milton, the owner of 247, yeah. and also Jim, who did a lot of the matchmaking. I'm not sure I'm guessing he did a lot with Jim, probably. Yeah. Um, Jim Mooney. Yeah. yeah. So shout out, to Jim, shout out to Jim Mooney and Ryan Milton for putting on the best, not only at the pro level, and we've seen what they've done at the pro level. They're, they have two incredible, uh, well, three incredible pro fights. Um, you are also the only amateur to fight after intermission. So they have it amateurs, intermission, then you, because you are considered the um, main event. Call yeah. it the main event of the prelims and then the three three pro fights but if for anybody who's listening if you can come out still buy tickets we want to pack the house for for chase and for everybody it's going to be an incredible event absolutely the best regional event this year um and that'll be at prince Cape arena november 16th you can still get tickets go to 247 uh, fightingchampionships dot com. and also I think this is going to be really big, particularly because you're fighting a guy from North Carolina. And there's also yeah. Yuri who's flying up from Florida. Um, I, I hope that a lot of people get it um, on, on stream because there's going to be a, a pay-per-view stream as well. On tight, so yeah. hopefully who you fight and what you're doing is out there. And people take notice of chase the Croatian crowbar Boyd. And you've heard him here on MMA fancast. Thanks so much for coming on. Is there anything else you want to say? Um,
1: I know I have a lot of hometown people and stuff. Uh, please don't boo Cody, man. He came up, he took the fight. Um, we're both men stepping into the cage. You know, we're doing a lot more than other people would. Uh, there's sure. a list of names of cowards who wouldn't fight me. Who we wanted bigger name, like big names up here. And he came from the mm-hmm. south, so don't boo him. Cheer him on, man. He's a warrior. Uh, we're gonna get it on. Uh,
0: November sixteenth. Thanks so much for coming on the show, uh, Jason. Best wishes November sixteenth to you. Uh, the Croatian crowbar here on MMA FanCast.